Hey everyone, it's Alex. And it's Joe. And this is 518 Filmhouse. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, did we see movies about a week ago. And we've been about a so week ago. excited about them that we have waited to record an episode to talk about them. So, um, and by we, I mean I saw one and Joe saw two. Uh, so we'll be doing reviews of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which we both saw. Mm-hmm. Joe will give his impressions on Candyman. And then we will uh, do a couple of different things with uh, MCU stuff because that's pretty hot right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we, you know, Alex, this is off the cuff. But we could also do a segment of uh, movies Alex didn't see because he started seeing movies when oh. he was 12. <laughs> <laughs> right. I did, uh, I, I did just watch The Matrix for the first time. Right? Yes. Could, this could be a reoccurring st- segment yeah. coming up. What other movies couldn't you have seen if it was in the early 2000s? What's the movie franchise? Well, X-Men. I haven't the, seen that. The first three X-Men. <laughs> yep. I haven't uh, seen Gladiator. That That's one that comes to mind with Russell Jig- Crowe. Jiggly with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> okay, who did see that? <laughs> Chocolat. Is that a thing? I believe I that's I've a seen Chocolat. With You've seen Chocolat? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I haven't seen Chocolat. So that could okay, be my movies Joe's. Yeah. Where yeah, were you? <laughs> yeah. You were too busy watching the X-Men movies and I was watching Chocolat. With Chocolat. Ray. I always believed in him. <laughs> it is beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, um, last week we did see a lot of movies and literally I told you, like, I cannot wait more than a week to talk to you about these movies. Right. Yeah, and, I got to uh, digest. I got to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I also, you know, could not wait more than a week to tell you about, um, this experience I had during my double feature of Candyman and Shang-Chi. Oh yeah. You definitely, definitely told me there was an experience, but then refused to tell me even when I bribed you for, for about a week. I did take the bribe though. Yeah, you did, but then you just didn't tell me. I I just ran out. Yeah. Um, so, so as you know. You and me are members of the prestigious Regal Unlimited. The prestigious. prestigious. We got the we have the jacket, we got the the pin, we have like you know special cigars from them. Yeah, the exclusive um, bathroom too. It's got holes the ex- in the wall. It's crazy. That's right. It says employees only, but that's not what that means. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've been part of this club, and you know even before that, I've been partaking in Unlimited from Regal. You know. Uh, with the large, I am big bucks boy, and I get I get a large popcorn and a large Coke or a large freezy or a large drink of some kind every time because I know what Alex, what do I know when I get this large bucket of popcorn and well, this large drink? You know that you're gonna you know when you leave, even if you're just gonna go home, you can get a free refill, right? That's right. I can get a large refill of those containers of that size anytime I want once I have purchased them within that day or something because I'm not going to bring it back later. Like, you know, that's You've never done that. too much. I brought, I brought that's it like, back. You know? Oh, you brought it back? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. You get home and you're like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And then you just go back to the theater with the bucket you didn't throw out and you're like, hey, fill her up. So, Regal respects me as an unlimited customer 
They respect how long I've been purchasing their overpriced popcorn, their overpriced soda, and I've been refilling it for my history with them. They respect that. Or at least I thought they did, Alex. Mm. Last week, I get done with the first half of my doubleheader. I see Candyman. We're going to talk about it later. Very good movie. Uh, I go out. I go to get a refill of my large popcorn and my large soda. In fact, right before I get there, I down about a quarter of that soda because I say I want to get a full refill. I want to get the whole dang thing, even though I think they empty it out and then they fill it in. But I was like, I need to get all that glucose. Well, what what, what soda did you get, though? Wow. Oh, I oh, I get a Pepsi. I don't get Coke anymore. That's right. Because not, not a only cherry though, right? Not a cherry. They don't have cherry co- cherry Pepsi yet. No. Still? Mm-hmm. Still no cherry did Pepsi. Did you did I... you make a big stink like I have? Uh... Every time I know it's not there, I ask. And they go, "Man, I I I know it's not here. I, mean, you know, I wish we had it." I'm like, "I wish you had it too." You know? I'm... Yeah. No, I I usually disagree with them about their lack of code red. I say, "Where's the code red? You have Mountain Dew." But where's the superior flavor? Where's the code red? Uh, so I, I, I feel your pain, but I also feel as though you're barking up the wrong tree. You should be barking up the code red tree. But that's not the point here. I came there. I, I drank the remaining glucose from my cup because I wanted, I wanted it all. I wanted my unlimited value that I come to Regal for. When I pay $20 for a Coke and $30 for a popcorn, I expected – my unlimited refill. So I, I hand the, the worker my cup. I hand him my, my bucket of my giant bucket of popcorn. And I say, I would love a free refill, please. Did you and, say it exactly like that? Were you super nice? Or were you like, uh, free refill now? Free, free I refill now. now. <laughs> um, Can you please fill this bucket for me? Please, sir. (laughs) I need it. Um, So the the employee says, well, of course, I'll give you the refill. But just so you know, your popcorn is now going to be a medium and your large glucose-filled soda is now going to be a small. Now, Alex... Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! They made the they made the soda a small. They made the soda a small, not even medium, medium. They don't even do synergetic single. I had medium a, small. I had a large and a large. They changed it to a medium and a small. So <laughs> now, Alex, on on the surface level, I say, I say, okay, they've downsized me, but that's not all they've done. They've now shut the door on any future refills. If I finish both of these in the middle of Shang-Chi, I no longer have a large bucket of popcorn and a large soda to bring back to them to say I get a free refill. I now have a medium and a small, and neither of those represent something that gets a free refill. So as you can see, Regal has worked me. And they've disrespected me as an unlimited customer. How do you feel about that, Alex? Well, Joe... I've been thinking, I, I've been, you know, been listening to you. I've been thinking about this. They, they did something to me when we saw something. I went and got, a, went and got us a little bit of extra, and they were like, oh, no, it, I didn't even get a refill. I was like, can I get a large? And they're like, oh, we're, we're out of larges, but I can get you a medium. 
Like how right. how are you out of larges? Like you just didn't get any buckets. Right. But there was a point. There was a time a few years ago when I went and I got a refill, and yep. they put an X on the bottom of my bucket when ah. I got the refill, and they told me they said this is your only refill. The next time you come, they're going to look for the bottom of the bucket and then they won't give you a free refill. Oh, they've been testing the system out for a while, but now they finally made the jump where now they don't even have to put an X. Someone at a table on a meeting said, why don't you just give them a, fo- give them a medium. And you know what? Give that guy a small soda too. Yeah. And put yep. a lot of ice in it. Did they put yeah, ice a lot in of it? ice? It was it was mostly ice. It was mostly ice. It was ice was coming out the top. All <laughs> they right. couldn't even put a lid on it. They're it like, was coming through go. the little straw hole. Here I was go. like, we gotta push that back down. I need to get my straw in. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's they were obviously testing it with the X. All right, they were testing the limits. They were like, how much human error is there with our employees that sometimes they don't check the X and that they're gonna fill it up anyways. We need to simplify this we need to work past not that the employees you know anything against the employees but perhaps the employees were working with us they were trying to help us a little bit they're like oh i don't see an x and they filled it up anyways a second time you know so how dumb would that look they would look like me making pizza at home i pull it out of the oven and i look underneath to make sure it's cooked all the way every time i do it even though i'm doing it to make sure that the food's done i, look, I feel like i look like a fucking idiot excuse my language and, you know like they're looking oh. up the bucket and they're like oh yep there's an x or, oh, Get out of my face. Nope, there's no X. Okay, customer, I'm going to have to put an X underneath um, to make sure that uh, you don't get more popcorn. But also, I mean, how many people are going three times? Yeah, for one movie, I would. Uh, now, I was there for two movies. <laughs> you know, for one movie, I would. For two? Yeah. No. <laughs> for, ten, no, no, no. for one movie, I wouldn't. But two movies, maybe. We'll see. Uh, but now, I guess I won't see. Because they've taken away my free refill. And this is just the tip of the iceberg, really. Because, let's face it, the popcorn and the soda isn't even that good at Regal. It kind of sucks. Like, you know, we've been to other places. We've been to places that give out dinner. They've given out, you know, better (laughs) snacks. You know, premium nachos, appetizers, uh, alcoholic drinks, which can be nice. Uh, Regal gives us Sodium-filled, uh, so, uh, dry unless you butter it up popcorn. Well, butter it up in quotations. <laughs> yeah, butter it up, whatever that is. And then – You oil and then it up? Often – You oil, often, you oil, <laughs> you oil it up. <laughs> and then often flat soda. That's what they've been giving us this whole time. I, I do want to say when they sw- switched to Pepsi, it was a lot better. The Coke always felt flat, but now it feels pretty good. We'll see. We'll see. During COVID, we've gotten a lot less. I'm sure if we if we had a bigger sample size, also yeah. they're probably not getting as many customers. So the syrup, the the carbonation's probably nice and full because you know that's you know. <laughs> but now they're like ah, there's less customers, but we're gonna also give away less popcorn. You know, we're we're gonna make sure of that. Um, but I you know I really don't even want the things they give us. Uh, what what are the alternatives at Regal? You can get their like microwaved chicken nuggets, Tyson chicken nuggets that are probably cold in the middle. You can get their like weird, like soft pretzel that once again seems as though it had been put through a dirty microwave. Uh, <laughs> what what else you got? <laughs> you got a 10 tortilla chips and a cup of orange crayons melted down. 
You got that. You got uh, uh, what else? What else can you buy there? You can get uh, Cheeto hot- popcorn. Could you get like a a weird gas station hot dog? I think. You, you, <laughs> you know? used to. They don't have it on the menu now, but they yeah. could. Now that there aren't real free refills, they're like, ah, we can stick to the popcorn. We don't need to give anything else. So I'm just sick of these dining options at Regal. And then when I try to do the thing that at least makes me a little happy, they take away that value I thought I had, even though it wasn't even value because I'm paying so much for the large popcorn and the large soda in the first place. And they're getting, you know, it's pennies on the dollar for them. They just give me a little bit more of their their heated up seed, their pig slop that they give me. <laughs> I, I've got two thoughts. Yes. One, why don't you ask the uh, – because you used to do this. You taught me one thing when we used to go was uh, when you got a refill, you yeah. asked them to get the fresh popcorn. Yes. Why don't you ask them when you go – and they're oh, like, the oh, fresh I, can give, bucket. I, I can give you, I can give you a medium. Just tell them to put, put it in the medium bag, but then just put it in your, in your bucket and give you the bucket back. <laughs> just keep coming back with the bucket. Yeah. Cause then you just find some schmuck that, that didn't give it to you. And then you, you still have the bucket. I, I will try next time, but I'm pretty sure the employees are now trained to really just stick it to you. So, but to, okay. I think some of them, I, I saw a twinkle in this kid's eye. <laughs> I think he liked it. I think he liked taking away my bucket. I think he liked ruining my day. I think he said, yeah, but it's going to be a medium. <laughs> was it the same guy that He almost chuckled at the small. And, and it's going to be a small. It sounded like Jimmy Stewart for a second. There. It, it, it's it's going to be a medium. And your soda? You, you, you want a soda, punk? Yeah, that's going to be a small. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you a soda, Mary. Oh, I'll give you a soda, a real small one, that is. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I think these employees, it might be the best part of their day to take away these buckets from us. Well, you know, you can hit and, them with. Uh, you know, well, can hit them with it, but they won't. If they won't do my suggestion, you hit them with, it's not environmentally friendly. You're wasting your uh, your buckets. Yeah. Yep. Refill it. Yep. You know, you're wasting Refill. cups. I want you to do cup. it. That's true. That's Get true. I brought my, don't worry. I brought my own cup. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my own fucking bucket. Yeah. I brought my own cup. I brought my, I brought my Deadpool 2 bucket. Fill yeah. it up. <laughs> I put, what are they going to say? You know, like, hey, <laughs> you know what they would do? Even if you brought, like, like, if I brought, like, one of those small popcorn containers at my house, they'd be like, yeah, it's a large... Seven thirty nine. There you go. No, <laughs> no they, on it. They put a they put an X on it in permanent marker. They're like, yeah, take that home. <laughs> they, they'll take yeah. <laughs> draw an X on my damn Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or my or my Force Awakens. Uh, oh, actually, I think it was the Last Jedi. I think it was my Last Jedi bucket. Yeah. I have a nice little metal bucket for that too. Didn't bother for uh, Rise of Skywalkers or whatever it was called. Well, why um, would you? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I, don't know. I was like, what I can't happened? invest in that. In the past, like eight weeks, because when we went and saw, I think old, yeah, they gave me. I just asked for a large soda, and they're like, "Oh, here's a Black Widow cup. We need to get rid of them. Don't no extra charge." They were trying to get rid of anything that was some somewhat large. I wasn't surprised that the bucket's smaller, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> I bet they've been shrinking the bucket. 
this whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, they're making the kernels smaller, too. Have you seen that? The popcorn. Smaller popcorn, yeah. Uh, but they take the kernels out, and they reuse them. Oh, God. <laughs> they let the popcorn grow out of the kernel, and they take the kernel. They take the shell of the kernel, they put it back in. See if it grows. It, it, it doesn't even make any more popcorn. They just try it out. They're just like, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's, it's tragic, Joe. I'm sorry that that it's happened. tragic. It almost took away from those two really good movies I saw last week. Oh, spoiler alert. I didn't, I, I, I oh, didn't oh, know oh, you thought they were good. I Sorry. I, oh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm all out of refills. <laughs> oh man, I'm all out of refills. No, not like that. Not like a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen next. This is slippery slope. What else could they take away? Huh? What could they take away? Sell you open they... bags of peanut M and M's? Yeah, I think. What if they take the peanuts out of the they'll, they'll get those share packages and they'll rip them in half and give you <laughs> half of it. <laughs> this is for the next customer. <laughs> Oh god! Straw, or, uh, straw cost extra. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else could they do? Yeah, straw. They could do. Oh, they could do the sippy cups. They could do the sippy cups like Starbucks. Uh, I could see that. Um, I could see them not including the cheese with the nachos. My God, you imagine one of those sippy cups in a dark theater? I've had some people just knock their soda over behind. Oh yeah, before. How, like, oh, how many times would you lift the wrong end and the... <laughs> it goes everywhere? You're trying to tip it, theater. just goes right in your eyes. <laughs> oh, no, it burns. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to see a movie. <laughs> oh man, now I gotta get a new pair of pants. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a rough state of things at Regal, and I, I, we need competition. Yeah, we I need mean, someone want... to step in, someone with experience in entering fields that have already been you know taken up, mm. someone with the guts, someone from Massachusetts, you know? Oh, yeah, you know, so from like the Boston area. But we'll see, we'll see. I think that you know. We might hear from him in a future episode. Perhaps he'll have a solution for all this. You know? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I went to the Spectrum when I saw Shang-Chi, and they, they gave me a, a, a free massage uh, during. Really? Really? Was it COVID-friendly? Yeah. Did they it was do just it this, from a distance? It was just this guy that said he worked at the Spectrum, and he said, you know, I'm just here giving people massages, but I was the only one that got it in the whole theater. It was weird. I, I, thought, I thought they were doing it for everybody. Is that like a new, like, Spectrum Unlimited? Uh, yeah, I guess. You know, I, um. But I haven't seen the guy there since, not working there uh, at the table or anything. I, I think I saw him in the parking lot, but it was weird. It's, it's probably, you know, probably also security. You know? Yeah, you know, he's making sure everybody's safe and that my, yeah. my back feels good. He watches your cars. He, he stops any fight that happens because someone's not wearing a mask at the Spectrum. So. Yeah, yeah. I did. Well, with the mask, yeah. I couldn't see his face, but he sounded a lot like Miles. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe Miles knows him. We'll talk to Miles yeah, in we'll a future episode. Figure out, like, hey, figure out a friend that sounds just like you that's giving out massages. Similar size hands. At the art house movie theater, just giving out <laughs> free massages. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, you, you said uh, when you saw Shang-Chi and Candyman, like, no one was there. Yeah. Right? I, there was, like, no one at the Shang-Chi showing I saw, but yet the thing was making so much money. Well, what time did you see it? One ten on a Sunday, but it was Labor Day weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm it sure a lot of people. Twenty-three million dollars that day. You're telling me that like twelve people saw it. Are you saying there's a conspiracy here? No, I, I just don't know when people are seeing it. I think at night, right? I think probably at night, like yeah. date time. That's when they. That's when like all the the young hip people try to get their smooch on at the movie theater. <laughs> oh, I, I saw mine at eleven. 40 and 1 o'clock. So. 1140? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw Candyman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I went early, early. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Candyman, I saw at 1140. I saw the matinee, matinee. And you when I saw and they dicked you around about yeah. the refills? Like, yeah, I, I no was one trying else to was have, there. They could have slipped it to you. I was trying to have breakfast popcorn. God. I've already made a decision in my life. Please accept my decision. <laughs> accept that I don't care about my health. And just give me the refill. Like, I I don't understand why they hate me. You know? Like, yeah. I, I have been a loyal customer for so long. Yes, I probably have had multiple Regal profiles. And my one Regal profile with Unlimited doesn't show how long I've been with Regal. But that doesn't change the fact that... Is that what happens every time you try to buy a movie ticket? I feel like you stand there forever while I'm already got all my stuff. Well, they disrespect me. <laughs> they insult me. <laughs> they insult my intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's really sad. But, you know, once again, last week was a good week for movies. There's more movies to come. Lots of great movies coming up. But last week, you know, we got to see uh, some real quality stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, so how Alex? We both saw a movie, yeah, uh, called Shang Chi and the what? The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yep, yep. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, the Legend of the Ten Rings. All right. So this is this is Marvel's Phase what? Phase four or Phase three? Phase four. Phase four. Right? Number twenty five. Ooh, the twenty fifth movie yeah. in the Marvel universe. Yeah. That's intense. Uh, the MCU, we should say. Um, so how, how did you feel about it? <laughs> I, uh, loved it. Like beginning to end the entire thing. Um, I had a dumb, like smile on my face the whole time. It kind of is like the perfect blockbuster movie, but also I thought just a really good movie in general too, like outside of like superhero genre or like the marvel cinematic universe like i think it just works as a really good fan like it's just like a friendly movie overall i think you could show this to anybody and they would probably enjoy it at some level like it's just that fun yeah and i i think a nice thing is it's not too reliant on the mcu for it to be a good movie i mean there are you know a few things that definitely help if you understand the mcu but it's uh, an origin story that um, relies on its own kind of world. It adds a new world to the Marvel Universe in a way, or kind of a new kind of section of the world, a new aspect, kind of like how, um, kind of like how like Guardians of the Galaxy did or Doctor Strange did. It kind of adds a new dimension to the world, yeah. and uh, I really appreciated that. I thought the choreography for the fighting was some of the best Marvel has ever done. I think the martial oh, yeah. arts were amazing. You know, I think we get caught into a lot of kind of action tropes with um, 
a lot of the MCU and a lot of the action. Uh, and like, for instance, Black Widow's fight scenes often involve her doing a hurricanrana, where she does like a, a leg scissors takedown, where she like puts her legs around the person and throws them down. And it's like kind of repetitive. Like it's it, it's her thing, but it's also just kind of like I wish they could show off her like fighting style a little bit more. I wish they could have kind of stretched out some of the fight scenes. And I think they did have some good fight scenes in Black Widow, but I just thought this brought it to a whole new level. You know? Yeah, um, it was uh, the fights were really exhilarating. And I think the choreography along with the score and the soundtrack usage was yep. just like really, really solid work. And then I think the camera work around that too. And then probably the visual effects team, like there, it was just like a marriage of all, all the things coming together and just all like working on a lot higher levels. Like I think, especially in stark comparison to the last MCU movie that came out, Black Widow, this is like leagues ahead of that. Like I like Black Widow. I can't remember. Do we? I don't think we talked about it on the show because it happened during my absence. But uh, I liked it. But this was just. I I think I texted you right after the credits started rolling that this is like, it rivals Black Panther for me in terms of um, origin. I'm using origin story in quotation marks like fairly loosely because like, sure this was our first time like like getting to meet Shang-Chi and everything in here, but it didn't feel like an origin story to me. I guess in a uh, MCU sense. Like I feel like it was though, right? Because I know it I'm kind of it showed him how he developed into a uh how he developed his skills and developed his abilities and what was his motivation and all that. I, I, yeah. I, no, I, I think I, it's one of the more pure origin stories actually. No, I think because I, um, I'm not saying it isn't an origin story. Yeah. It doesn't feel like one yeah. to me. Like yeah, yeah, when yeah. you think about like Doctor Strange or like Iron Man, like yeah, yeah. it takes them until the final battle to like fully be who they are. And Shang Chi is mm-hmm. kind of just this badass guy. Ray's already a developed product. Yeah. yeah, like it's not like oh, I'm meeting this person and I'm learning. Like I'm learning as it's going instead of like the priority of the movie being figuring out who the singular character is. It was more about the ensemble, I think, too. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that Marvel's done a really good job of in general with the MCU is that. Back in the day when we were just new to um, superhero movies, for instance, Spider-Man 1, you had to get the whole origin story and it takes up a lot of the movie. And therefore, you don't really get some of the top tier kind of action. And and the storylines aren't as really, I guess, nuanced or like complex because you have to really rely on like developing their superpowers and how they get it and what's their motivation. Like... This did it really well with this kind of the flashbacks and kind of allowing the audience to kind of like piece it together rather than them having to show you completely like Spider-Man one, like it takes forever to do that. Um, uh, what's it called? The fantastic four movie the not the, 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 the original two, but the, not the original, I guess, but the two from the two thousands, but the, the one from like what a couple of years ago with miles Teller, yeah. Uh that one took forever for them to even get their powers. And then by the end of it it was too late. That's like an origin story. And it was just like those that was just typical across the board uh with comic book heroes movies for a long time. But nowadays MCU knows how to do it a lot faster. Um so it kind of helps. Uh but I also thought that the villain was great. I thought that um Shang-Chi's father, other known as the Mandarin. Wang um, Wu, yeah. Wang Wu. Uh, was 
really intelligent. He was an intelligent guy. He had a legitimate motivation because of, you know, what was going on. And I thought that it was great with the action, really intimidating. This, uh, especially the scene, uh, a scene in the bar, which I, I, we're not doing spoilers, but no spoilers, you know, yeah, yeah. No spoilers but like he, he's really great with the action. He's a very experienced actor with, um, with action and just an experienced actor in general. So I thought that he was intimidating, but also deep and uh, caring. And uh, he had a lot of different, he was, a, he was a nuanced villain. He was, he was a very complicated villain. He was a, you know, he wasn't just a surface level villain. Yeah. He was very three dimensional. Like there was very a lot. Um, and I think that really helps with the uh, like emotional weight that the, yeah. the narrative needs. And yeah, especially in terms of whenever you know he's on screen and there is action going on with the choreography too there's there's emotional weight to that too with the interactions he has with other characters so it's just like i don't know i felt i felt that i would actually not that i don't i I care about everybody in the mcu but for folks that i'm just meeting this first time i felt like i cared a lot more deeply quick a lot more quickly than i have in the past uh so I also thought the humor was really good. I thought uh, Aquafina was uh, really funny. I thought their uh, back and forth was uh, just a nice relationship in the MCU that was very comedic, but like genuinely like comedic, like something that you could imagine in real life almost. Yeah. Like you could imagine that friendship. Um, And I love their chemistry. I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes from here. I do think that Aquafina's character um, lacks some purpose in this kind of story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she, it doesn't really fit with the level of problems that they're dealing with, um, unless they provide Aquafina's character with a little bit more power or a little bit more skill or ability. So it was very much like. It almost, in some ways, not to the extent that I, you know, it almost felt like Shia LaBeouf in the, the Transformers movies, where it's like, the Transformers are fighting, and they're giant robots, and they're very powerful, but then you have these humans kind of running around, and they're helping, but it also feels like, would they really help in real life, or would they really help in the situation, not that real life really applies to these movies, but yeah. like, yeah, so it was like, I'm looking forward to what they do with her character, if they do anything with her in the future. Um, but I really hope they find ways for Aquafina's character to fit a little bit more into the situations. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think maybe she's there in, in a way to like kind of like ground it, and she's more or less like the the audience is like conduit to what's going on. Yeah, you know, but, but she, she almost is the audience, right? Yeah, you know, like. Um, Oh, I, I, I'm just really, like you said, I echo what you said. I'm really excited to see um, those two characters again, uh, like ASAP. Like <laughs> I want, yeah. I want to see them immediately. Um, <clears throat> and also, I just think like that, it's it, like you said, it takes us to a different part of the cinematic universe in terms of like there's this other dimension that's present within the film and. I they don't make like a big deal out of it in like how some other movies do I guess like I don't know it just was kind of seamless it's just like oh 
it makes sense to the audience why it's there and they don't really have to like go in depth as to what it is. And I think the opening segment of the film does a really good job of setting the pace and also the understanding of what's happening at the same time too. Yeah. I'm also interested to see how they continue to utilize these characters going forward. Like where do they combine them with? I think that Shang-Chi is going to be a lot of fun to combine with other superheroes and have kind of team ups. Yeah. So like, where do you want to do that? Um, if <laughs> where it do wasn't, you want to do that? <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the, you know, passing a Chadwick Boseman, I would have loved to see oh, Black Panther he, and Shang-Chi combine. They would have been yeah. great together. And it's just, it's kind of, it's, it's sad that that's not a possibility, of course. Um, and, you know, but. Maybe he and uh, Suri or whatever they plan on doing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Her and uh, Suri could be a really good combination. So that, that could work still. Um, and we'll see. I, I think the combination of that world and the, the kind of new dimensions within that combining with other superheroes and everything could be, could be really interesting. I Obviously, could see, I could see, um, Shang-Chi and uh, Katie, who's Aquafina's character, that's, that's her name, uh, gelling with uh, Scott Lang and uh, Hope Pym from the anime Oh, series. yeah. Yeah, that I could work. See, I could see a lot of fun stuff there, especially since Katie helps kind of ground Shang-Chi in a way. Um, and out of everybody, I think, even though they turn really big or really small, they're probably the most grounded out of the group <laughs> in terms of their s- scope and scale of their stories. True. I could also see maybe... Uh, Shang Chi showing up in another season of like Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and the Winter Soldier, yeah. I could see that kind of fit well. Um, there's a lot of possibilities. I think the possibilities are endless with the MCU. Uh, they have so many options. Um, so we'll see where they go. Uh, but uh, without spoilers, obviously, we've just kind of talked about the movie. And um, but what what would you give it as a grade? With our wonderful grading scale. Oh yes, the a five, one, or an eight, plus or minus. Yep. Um, I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna give it an A plus. I loved it, like so deeply. I'm probably will have to watch it again if to see if there was anything I might have changed or if I had any qualms at all. But I, I thought it the pacing was great choreography was awesome everything gelled really well the characters are charismatic and i cared about them and the script had emotional depth to it it's one of my favorite mcu movies currently and like it's ranked pretty high and it's ranked with the ones that i would also give an eight plus so i just thought it was amazing yeah i think i think you look at this year and there's been so much great mcu products put out there you know you think of uh wandavision uh, Cap, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, you know, Loki, what if, and this really stood out as a unique addition to the MCU and a really like a lot of quality, a lot of quality with the humor, choreography, action. Uh, the story was uh, very interesting. Uh, the relationships were great throughout. You kind of felt for that. So I would also give it an eight plus. I think that, you know, it was tempting to give it an eight because I'm like, you know, it's not an Oscar. It's not going to win best picture. It might win some awards for some of the effects and stuff. You'll see. Um, but I do think for a, for a comic book movie and an action movie, it's, you know, 
one of the best out there right now. Um, yeah. It's too and... bad there isn't an Academy Award for like choreography or stunt coordination. I mean, there's a, there's SAGs for stunt ensemble, but like, yeah, this was man. It just it just starts hitting and it it's, looks seamless. It's just really good. But, yeah, so I, I I would also give it an A plus. I thought it was I was oh wow really good with that yeah. I thought I was shooting, shooting a little too high. <laughs> no, no, I was really tempted to to do an eight, but I was like, ah, what, what do I don't, what, what don't I like about it? Um, right. You know, uh, I mean, I had some problems with the Katie character to some extent, but I also loved Katie's character. I thought the, I thought Aquafina was hilarious and added added the humor to the movie. You know, so it's like the, the one one of the things I love about the movie is that character. Maybe the character is not perfect because it's I kind of you know, like I said before. But Aquafina is so good, so it's like, yeah, yeah I, I go A plus. Yeah. So um, I also saw because it was a double feature. In fact, I saw this movie first. I saw Candyman last Saturday, uh, a new horror movie uh, directed by was it Nina DaCosta. I believe so. Nina DaCosta. Yeah. Is it Nia? I think it might just be Nia. It might be not. Yeah, Nina DaCosta. And then uh, produced by Jordan Peele, I believe, also written to some extent by Jordan Peele. Yeah, um, Nia DaCosta and Wynn Rosenfeld. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Rosenfeld. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this movie, uh, of course, based off of a um, a movie franchise, I believe, from the 80s into the 90s, if I were to guess, mm-hmm. the original Candyman was. Uh, I thought this movie was creepy i never was like so scared that it like you know i never felt too uncomfortable watching Mm -hmm. it um but like some of the concepts of this movie were really like uh new for the horror genre it definitely had that jordan peele feel it brought in a lot of societal issues into the idea of Candyman and brought it to the you know, uh, 21st century. And, um, I thought that it had a lot of good social commentary along with a, uh, really interesting supernatural like being and horror figure. Uh, it did a great job building off the previous movies. Um, I didn't know going in, but this is not separated from the other movies. So there are some connections. And that's somewhat of a spoiler, but I'm not going to spoil how it is. So um, it was cool knowing the previous movies. I would recommend watching the previous movies, or at least the the first movie, in order to connect to this. Because it has some really cool connections. And uh, it it also allows you to see that first movie in a different lens. Um, So it was just a really cool horror experience. there, they did a lot of cool things with the visual effects. They did a lot of cool things with kind of just the idea of Candyman. If you're not familiar with Candyman, uh, it's like a uh, this 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 spirit that if you say Candyman's name, I believe it's five times into a mirror or any sort of reflective surface, uh, Candyman will then kill you, will hunt you down and kill you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's the whole concept of it. And it becomes this kind of folktale very much like Bloody Mary, 
where kids and people like to like test it because they don't believe in it because they don't believe in ghosts they don't believe in spirits they don't believe in that so it's 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 a cool movie franchise where this this spirit um often hunts these these different people down uh in the different versions of the movie um and i just thought that it this had a great story to it it had a great it was a very good spiritual sequel and actual sequel to the original. Um, I thought uh, Yaya, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second uh, playing the main character did a great job. Uh, Tiana Paris was a fan uh, plays his significant other and uh, was fantastic in it. I, I thought that she was. Um, you know, did not play up to any sort of horror uh, stereotypes or any sort of like like the typical characterizations within a, a horror film. Yeah, and um, they they play a lot on horror commentary, a lot on like what you expect a horror movie to do, and they like sometimes go against that, they sometimes go with it. And uh, it was a very enjoyable experience as a fan of horror movies. I thought that. Um, once again, Jordan Peele is killing it. Nia DaCosta did such a good job. Uh, I thought it was a well-directed movie. I thought the cinematography was really good. The shots were really interesting, the way in which they portrayed the violence. And uh, they sh- the, they, there are so many interesting shots in which they show how Candyman, like, kills these people. And, like, just these different tricks of, you know, where they show them. And also, like they build upon the the original movie's way of showing Candyman and they add to it using modern technology and modern, um, you know, modern situations. Mm -hmm. So I really liked it. Um, It was a quick movie. I think it's, I don't even know, like I think it's an hour and a half or something, maybe a little bit less than that, uh, which I think is the perfect time for a horror movie. Um, you know, nice in and out. Um, let's see, where is he? Coleman Domingo, killing it again. We saw him in Zola. Uh, we love plays, him. We love him. We he love plays the pimp. He plays the pimp in Zola, <laughs> and in this, he he's Get a guy the that runs back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> he runs a uh, laundromat here, and he's the kind of the guy that tells the main character about Candyman and tells him a lot about the story and he's, you know, experienced it before. So he is, he's a really cool addition to the, to the, the cast and a, a addition, additional character for the story. And I just really enjoyed his part in it as well. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Candyman was a really good horror movie. Um, it, it has good pacing it just wasn't extremely scary. If it had okay. a little, if it had a little bit more fear, I think it would have bounced it up to the top tier. Uh, but the social commentary is great. The lore behind Candyman that they develop is awesome. I think it sets it up for future movies. And I think, uh, and because of the lore is so built so well that you can like go in different directions with it. Um, so I would give it, I would give this one, I'd say, um, an eight. I th- okay. or an, yeah. Cause I thought the direction was great. I thought there was great humor. 
It was funny at times too. Um, just not as scary as it could be. Um, sometimes it was gross, but not necessarily as scary. So if it had the fear, if it had like the scare factor, if it had like, if it made me fearful for the characters a little bit more, um, I would say it would be an eight plus, but I would give it an eight for now. So solid. I, I can't wait to check it out. Um, may or may not try to see it at some point in theaters by myself or just wait. Hey, if you find a way to see it for a matinee, we literally had one other person in it. Yeah. One one other person there. And they were in the back of the theater. We were in the front of the theater. So it felt relatively safe compared to other theater experiences. Yeah. All right. right. Okay. Well, I mean, the longer you wait, I feel like now it's like, okay, like who else is going? Yeah, it's going to be like empty. Yeah. But, uh, Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And then hopefully folks uh, listening that, you know, Candyman, it's an eight. You know, if you trust us, go see it. Shang-Chi 8 Plus. See that first, I guess. But Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So Shang-Chi, I guess. Yeah. Shang-Chi was like the blockbuster film that I think the summer was kind of missing. Yeah. You know, like I feel like the, the summer there was Fast and the Furious, there was Black Widow, but I, I it both kind of didn't really hit the mark as much as we wanted them to. So it's like, I think Shang-Chi was really that blockbuster movie that we all needed. A lot of movies got the hell out of the way. Uh, and they could have been awesome. Like, um, I guess Top Gun or uh, 007 is coming up next month. And that looks like amazing. <laughs> it could be really good. So it's going to be like three um, hours though. It's gonna be, it's uh, gonna be it'd be worth it. Rami Malek and yeah. uh, you know, 007 fighting that, so we'll see. <laughs> we saw a trailer for it when we saw Shang-Chi, and um, Brittany was like, I thought he said he was done with these. I was like, well, he is. It's just that this one has, has, it still has yet to come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like Daniel Craig's been done, but this movie just won't fucking come out. <laughs> it can't be done if it never comes out, you know? Yeah, yeah. He'll always be James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll move on to the segment that you, you uh, threw out there today, Joe, and it's uh, movies that Alex hasn't seen that you thought he would have saw, but you wouldn't have known until he explicitly says, I haven't seen that movie. Right. Uh, that's going to be the title of the segment. It's going to be that long. It's I'm going to listen back and write it down. Yeah, yeah it's a very catchy <laughs> tagline there. Yeah. Hey, uh, like no one asks because it's just assumed. Like when we all watched the Spider-Man trailer and I was like, I've never seen the Spider-Mans. Yeah. And you guys are like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I'm yeah. going to say that, uh, well, the Matrix Resurrections trailer came out, and I've never seen the Matrix movies. So. Oh, and what a trailer it was, by the way. Uh, yeah. Once you're all caught up, once you're all caught up with these movies, the trailer is just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've, I've listened to a dissection of the trailer from people that have also played the video games, because mm-hmm. there's, there's Enter the Matrix, there's... The Path of Neo, I think it's called. And then there's this online game. It was like an MMO or something. Really? Uh, yeah. Called The Matrix Online. And apparently, some of the stuff in The Matrix Online is canon. And it seems as though some of it comes up in the trailer. So, oh boy. we'll see. There's a lot, even past the movies, I guess. That sounds some, like some Kingdom Hearts shit. Oh, there's also the Animatrix, I believe it's called. Which is the this animated, like this almost like anime like multi-part uh movie where they put a bunch of different like they had a bunch of directors create animated shorts and they put it all together and it's all about the matrix 
So, well, interesting, interesting. Well, but you had never seen The Matrix because you started watching movies in middle school. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, my defense: the original Matrix, if I can find it right now, it was rated R. To be I know it was. Oh, I know it was rated R. I'm just like, what it up? Why won't it show me? There we go. Came out in '99. I was five years old. Come on, dude! You gotta see it. So like, and then the other like, two came out in 2003. So like, yeah. I didn't really get into movies till like 2008. So, but you know, that's not an excuse, right? Because there's backlogs, and there was a point in my um, film watching history that I was in high school and I was watching a new movie a day. But I was like, I don't know. I feel like I was watching more obscure, like art house things, and I would occasionally jump into older things. But back then, I, I watched things based on actor and not, like, genre or, like, if I, it was listed as things that were important, I guess. Right. And back so then, like, Keanu Reeves wouldn't have been somebody you would have gone out of your way to watch. But now, it, he is. Yeah, like, now, like now he's, a, he's a household name and a big product, which he was at the time of the Matrix movies. But then yeah. was Dropped off um, because of the Matrix movies. And I, I think one of the best parts, too, about not having watched the Matrix is where... I mean, sure, you have, like, the Morpheus memes and different things, but, like, with the Spider-Man movies, I had an idea of what was going on in them. Yeah. And I, like, I had no clue what was going on in The Matrix until I watched it last night, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, and, it, and it's aged really well. Like, I think it's aged really well. Like, I think it's a 1999. It's aged better than even Spider-Man 3 from 2007. Yeah, I think the first one I haven't seen it in a bit. Also, re- I'm gonna definitely rewatch them going into Matrix Resurrections. Um, yeah. But the first one I think relied a lot on just like re- like natural effects, maybe some some wire tricks and stuff. But it was like I feel like the outside of the Matrix was kind of almost alien esque mm. with its kind of the way in which the machines are designed and stuff. But inside the Matrix, outside, of course, like the, the, you know, gre- you know, the different slowdown effects and everything like that, you know, I feel like it was kind of like a, just an action movie. Well, and that was revolutionary for the time. That was one of the first films to do, like, the slow-mo, but have, like, the naturally yeah. moving folks in the frame at the same time. Yeah, like the bullet time effect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know, I was like, I knew it was going to be good. I heard it was good. But, like, I... I'm like, oh, it's from 1999. Yeah. I didn't expect it to kind of blow me away the way that it did last mm-hmm. night. I was genuinely like, oh, wow. I said, I think I, said, I audibly said, what the fuck? At least like Whoa. a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I, I did know the line where <laughs> Keanu was like, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I guess spoilers for everybody. I think it's just like so interesting that it's... <sighs> I thought Matrix, I'm like, oh, it's like computers and stuff, but like a dystopian future in which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality where machines are like, I've created it to distract humans while they like eat humans. Yeah. It's bonkers. It's just like, but also like low key terrifying because it's like, yeah. <laughs> what? You know, like everything kind of takes place either in that simulated reality or just literally in a ship. Like they're in a hovering ship yeah. going into that simulated reality to figure these things out. Like it's, it's such a small picture, but it has mm-hmm. these huge grandiose ideas at the same time. And yeah, yeah I was, I, I loved it. Yeah. The first one is, it's unfortunately 
many people consider it, and I probably do too, the best movie of the series. Yeah. So it's all downhill from here. But as a whole, it's a very interesting franchise. With a, they, they, they built such a cool world. Now, have you moved on to the second one yet? Not yet, no. I, instead of watching that, I decided to record our podcast today. <laughs> so, okay. All right, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> so that will probably be tomorrow. So that there, there are definitely going to be some interesting aspects to the next two movies. It's not a waste of time to watch them. It's just very much like the first one was just so good and was actually like a really cool movie in general, not just this, just not just a cool Matrix movie. So it's, they, they will probably be less enjoyable or at least less quality, but it will still be worth your time because mm-hmm. we're building towards Matrix Resurrections and that looks sick. And uh, it's a really cool like rebirth of the franchise, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but I also kind of want to watch these movies, so whenever you're watching Reloaded, I'm down to watch too. All right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm watching it tomorrow. They're, they're all on HBO Max, yeah, 4K, Dolby Atmos, um, really, Dolby Atmos, yeah, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, really, uh, yeah, wow. I told Miles that I that I drove to um the the blockbuster down the block and got them all on VHS. Um, yeah, yeah, that reminds me too. Uh, this this uh, recently we've had a bit of a debate online on your Facebook <laughs> about uh, uh, you know it's very you know heated debate about what's the better screen type, uh, full screen or widescreen. Because Miles gave you a DVD that was a full screen DVD. <laughs> Yes, and I think you and I yeah. are the only people in any room that understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> like, so many people, when you posted a status, because you posted status about how, like, Miles will give you full-screen DVDs, people came to Miles' defense and was like, I love full-screen. Well, I don't have... want widescreen. <laughs> What's your problem with full-screen, Alex? And it's like, yeah. I'm on your team. Like, yeah. Widescreen <sighs> is full-screen. <laughs> widescreen is the full screen of the modern screen because full screen is a box got, our screens got wide yeah <laughs> yeah it, it was before their time so when we used to get widescreen dvds it would be this this rectangle in the middle of our square tv and be a smaller screen and we all hated it and full screen was the best because it fit the tv better with a with a with a box uh you know tube tv but then once we got LCDs, once we got OLEDs, once we got all these, the widescreen was the correct format. I will and say I loved widescreens instead of full screens. When even when tube. you had the tube, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could I see was that. one of those. I mean, because I think the whole idea is that... It, it's more cinematic. It's more cinematic, and you actually... Yeah. If it is, it's, what's funny is, quotations, full screen. If you got a widescreen, you actually saw the whole shot. Yeah. And a full screen, it was condensed. So you didn't see all of it where like, like what's going on with this no way home trailer right now. Like yep. if you see an IMAX, the p- person people thought was daredevil is, is deconfirmed is not because you can actually see the actor's face in oh. IMAX cause it's on a bigger screen. So not all the shots cut off. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could be, you know, like it, it, they could be doing some cinematic magic and it could little actually baby be switch. Him. Yeah, yeah. A little bait and switch, you know, but, um, yeah, I don't know, but no one, no, no one, no one remembers the full screen, widescreen thing right now. They just think Alex doesn't like seeing all of the screen being used, which is the opposite of the argument. I do like that. 
And when I watched Spider-Man 2 on a full screen DVD on my PlayStation 5, it cu- I, I, I could have cut my TV in half. <laughs> because yeah, you could have had, screen you watched both. Yeah, you watched Spider-Man one and two at the same time if you wanted to. Yeah, like. <laughs> all right, so Jody, do you uh, want have a, have some time to do a little Marvel bracket with me for our viewers? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. All right. So I have it in front of me. I will keep track. Um, I made the bracket in the same way that we had done the Spider-Man bracket, so it's low tier versus high tier. Um, all the way through, and we'll see where we go. And listeners, if you're keeping track of this, you know you can write these down and uh, feel free to email us at 518filmhouse at gmail.com, or you can just throw rocks through my window with a note of your answers taped on it, and it should be fine. Um, without further ado, okay, and we're just going to let's try to do this short and sweet, Joe. We know these movies, and I feel like most of everybody else knows them. You'll know in your heart of hearts your pick. And then by the time we get to the end, we can defend our favorite ones. How's that sound? Sound good to me. All right. First up, we have Doctor Strange versus Hulk. Well, the Incredible Hulk. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe 518 Film House Tournament. What do you pick? Um, give me the options one more time. Doctor Strange versus <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. Okay, Doctor Strange versus the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So that's the one. Okay. Uh, mm, okay. I prefer the Incredible Hulk. Holy shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. I thought, I thought it was a really good movie. I, I like it. Okay, but I picked I, I pick Doctor Strange. Wow, okay. Uh, but I'll, 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 I'll defer to you for that one. I'll, I'll give you that. All right? I understand my pick's not the best. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping track of both of ours. So we'll okay, see who, okay. who it's like, we're, like we're doing our own brackets at the same time. Are we, are we only doing like the first? Oh, okay, okay. So we're both, oh, both our brackets are going through. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, So I'm, I'm keeping, keeping notes. Okay. So Al, Alex picked Doctor Strange in his bracket to move on, and Joe picked Incredible Hulk. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Captain America Civil War versus Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. Uh, Civil War. Yep, same. Debut of Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, combat between the, the, the three-person fight with Iron Man, Winter Soldier, and uh, Captain America. Yeah, the uh, Sokovian Accords idea. It's basically an Avengers movie. It's a better yeah. Avengers movie than probably Age of than Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably really led to them trusting the directors for Infinity War and Endgame. Yep. So, yeah. Big milestone. Yeah. Okay. Next one hurt for me is really hard. It was a not as tough as a matchup as it is because I, I knew which one I was going to pick. But um, it's Avenger Marvel's Avengers twenty twelve versus Iron Man three. I'd go Avengers. Yeah, I went with Avengers too. It sucks. Right. I love Iron Man three, and it went out so early because of the matchup. Yeah, Avengers just. It, it, it's it, i mean i think it holds up i think it does, it, it does. Uh, it's it's so fun yeah say what you will about joss whedon you know but he he did a good job there yeah um much better than two yep okay avengers moves on for both okay we're, we're two for three in, in agreement here mm-hmm. next up we have spider-man homecoming versus captain america the first avenger uh, that's Spider-Man: Homecoming. 
That's um, what I went with too. I mean, I thought more enjoyable villain. Uh, just the introduction of Spider-Man Aunt May, all the different characters. The high school element was really fun. Uh, the little class trip to Washington, the AI in the suit. I thought it was a, a, a nice, humorous movie. Uh, the action was solid. And, uh, it was just um, definitely the more enjoyable movie. So, yeah, go with Homecoming. Vulture, I think, really seals it for me. Michael Keaton is too good. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings versus Ant-Man. Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man, the villain was not as good. The action obviously wasn't as... The choreography wasn't going to be as good. I actually think that Paul Rudd obviously, I think, carries that movie along with Michael Douglas and all that stuff. But, like, the actual... Like, it was surprisingly good for what it was because when we, like, learned that it was going to be an Ant-Man movie for a long time, I feel like people were like, ah, Ant-Man, really? And it surprised people how good it was. Well, and but it was Shang supposed Chi, to be Edgar Wright, too. And then it, like, yeah. wasn't. And then it was good still. But. Yeah. So it was good for what it was. While Shang-Chi is just good. Yeah. So Shang-Chi wins, in my eyes. Yeah, same. All right. We're three for four. Or four for five, actually. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame versus Avengers Infinity War. How? How did that end up in the bracket there? It ends up in the bracket like that. That, what went, what? that went by Rotten Tomato scores. Really? Yep. Uh, what? What? I don't even know what their scores are. Uh man, that's so tough. They're both so good. How? How does Doctor Strange get? Are you grouping them like their scores are close to each other? I group like, them that it's it's a best score against. A low score. Uh, so, so it went high, high, low, high, low, high, low, high, low. High, low, high, low. Yep. Really? What, 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 I guess they're like end game and close in the middle, right? In the middle, yeah. In oh, they're like, meeting in the middle. Okay. Like a like a like a medium high and a medium low. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's tough. A low uh, high, and a high low. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'd go with end game. Yep. Same. I think it's tighter. I think there are some like kind of when you rewatch. Infinity War. I think that like Thanos's henchmen can be a little bit stale. Yeah. Um, but Thanos is so damn good. The ending, the first time you see it, is just so shocking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many good things about it. It just stinks that they had to face each other. Yeah. And it's brutal. Yep. All right. Next up, we have Captain America and the Winter Soldier versus Iron Man Two. Uh, Iron Man and Winter Soldier. Uh, it's a suspenseful spy flick uh, in a way. Like it's like a thriller. It's like yeah. it reminds me so much of Terminator Two, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I think that it's just it was just great, and it was one of the first ones I think that really challenged Avengers for being one of the best Marvel films. I think that it was just like it was surprising because he had Captain America, the first Avenger, and it was okay. And you're like, oh, Chris Evans is fun as Captain America, but he's not really like, you know, obviously Tony Stark's the main guy that you really like care about so far in the Avengers. And, and then in Avengers, you like Chris Evans. But yeah, but it's Joss Whedon directing is, you know, I don't know. Who knows? But Winter Soldier really solidified Captain America as the one of the top two characters that we care about going into, 
you know, the later film, films. Yeah. Yeah. I went with Winter Soldier as well. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely the better of the two sequels. Um, next up, we have Spider-Man Far From Home versus Thor 1. Uh, I got I, I to go with Far From Home. Uh, yeah. Because um, Mysterio is a great villain. Uh, you continue to get the antics of the high school field trip. Uh, the relationship between Mary Jane and Tom Holland's developing, and I like it probably more than uh, the Natalie Portman uh, Thor romance. Uh, yeah. I yep. think uh, definitely Far From Home. I just rewatched it, and yeah, I would agree. It's, uh, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, okay, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One versus Captain Marvel. Uh, I'd have to go with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Um, I love the humor, love the soundtrack, uh, introduction of so many classic characters that have affected the movies since. Uh, I think Brie Larson's origin story is good. I think the villain's not as good as I don't know. I guess. Ronan's not exactly an amazing villain either. The villains kind of counteract each other, but uh, I guess this just comes down to the humor and the soundtrack is just better than Captain Marvel's. But Brie Larson did a good job for what she was doing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I, I would go with Guardians of the Galaxy. I, that's what I went with too. I haven't, I haven't yearned to rewatch Captain Marvel, and there's always a point in time where I'm like, ah, Guardians sounds fun. Um, okay, background movie. Next up, we have Thor Ragnarok versus oh. Black Widow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, Black Widow's not bad. It, yeah, not no, bad. but like, but, like there's but a, Thor there's Ragnarok's a, one of the best. There's a clear like, Thor, Yeah, Thor Ragnarok's humor is off the charts. Taika Waititi did an amazing job, and uh, you know I've loved his films ever since. Uh, he's been doing such a great job in uh, making these comedic movies that where you care care about the characters. Yeah. But gosh, Thor Ragnarok, I mean, the Hulk, one of the best uses of the Hulk. Um, Thor becoming like the humorous version that we've seen in Infinity War and Endgame uh, has been fantastic. And that's all because Taika Waititi kind of saw Thor in a different light. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think Thor Ragnarok. That's what I went with, too. All right. Iron Man 1 versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <sighs> Iron Man 1 versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Gosh. Personally, I appreciate what Iron Man has done for the franchise. Uh, so tough. This is a tougher one. Uh, I'd, go with, I'd go with volume two. I like volume two. I went with Iron Man. Okay. Right. Love it. It, it. I think it's a great movie, and I think volume two isn't as good as one. Yeah. Um, although it has Kurt Russell, and he's amazing. But Yeah, I love Kurt Russell. In it. I'm your father, Peter. Um, but... You get the umbrella moment, you know. Yeah, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> it's got good stuff in it. It's not like it's by no means not a good movie, but to me, like Iron Man, I would just yeah, Iron Man's significance is you know obviously yeah. gigantic. Um, 
I don't know. It's really it's not going to matter that was in the next one. bracket. I will, I will spoil that. It's not going to matter yeah. in the next bracket for me. Um, yeah. And it kind of, this next bracket, it sucks because there's another movie that I really like and it's like, it just dies on, it's dead on arrival because of it, who it's paired with. So we have Black Panther versus Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wow. Black Panther. Yeah. Um, Killmonger is one of the best villains. Before Thanos showed up, he was probably the best villain. Uh, if it still is up there, Killmonger was so great. Uh, T'Challa and like the different issues they cover. Um, I thought the the relationships in that were fantastic. It was it was like it's what we mentioned when we talk about how Shang Chi is a great origin story. Yeah, this was also one of the good solo flicks that were kind of kind of an origin story. Um, so yeah, definitely Black Panther. But I like Ant Man and the Wasp. I yeah, I it's love a good Ant-Man movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's it's better than the first one for sure. It it got uh, it got it got fucked. <laughs> it was lined up in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Another high low, a high like a like a high low low high. Um, yep, you hit him high, hit him low. All right, so our we have only two brackets that are different because of uh, the Iron Man and Guardians 2 and then Doctor Strange and Hulk. So for you, it's Incredible Hulk versus Civil War. So is that everybody? Except for one movie that I left out because it was odd and I knew no one would pick it, and that's Thor The Dark World. So. Is that really the only one we didn't do? Wow. Yep, uh, that's 24 movies. Okay. All right, so Incredible uh, Hulk versus uh, Captain America Civil War, Joe. What do you pick? <laughs> Show your allegiance. Uh, uh, <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. But God, Incredible Hulk was really good for its time. Yeah. Mine was Doctor Strange versus that, and I picked Civil War as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have Marvel's The Avengers versus Spider-Man Homecoming. Personally, I go with Avengers. Okay, that's what I went with as well. I thought you were going to okay. say Homecoming. Per- no, well, Alex- I know how much you love Michael Keaton as Vulture, so I was like, I think he's going to go that direction. No, but I, no, I, I, you I, got you know, Tom, you got Loki against the whole Avengers. I mean, the Hulk smash, the. Uh, there's so many great moments. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Okay. So we're both in agreement there. Um, all right. Next up, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings versus Avengers Endgame. Uh, I, I gotta go with Endgame. Um, yep. they both have epic action scenes at the end, but there's just so much more, you know, feeling about it because of all the characters that are involved and the, you know, on your left moment and the snap and so many things in that last scene and the movie as a whole too. Uh, I mean, yeah. End game. Yeah. It has to change. She's great though. Yeah. Nope. It's really good. That that one also, like it just, you hate to see it. (laughs) You hate (laughs) to see it. Um, all right. Next up we have, uh, Captain America and the winter soldier. Uh, versus Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, uh, <laughs> this one is... I am going to go with Winter Soldier. Okay. 
I went with Far From Home. Okay. All right. It was All close. Right. I mean, it's close in my mind. It's tough. Yeah, Mysterio is such a good villain. They're very tough. I, I, I'm partial to Jake Gyllenhaal. So, um, yeah. But, uh, okay. Next up, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 versus Thor Ragnarok. I would go with Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I, once again, uh, I think James Gunn and Taika Waititi probably have very similar senses of humor as directors. I just think Taika did it in, I think Taika's humor was just a little bit better. And yeah. Thor and Hulk together, uh, you know, the action was solid. Jo- Jeff Goldblum, of course, I mean, adds such a nice humor to it as well. I think they do very similar things, but I think that Thor Ragnarok does it better. I chose that as well. All right. You have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 versus Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther. Uh, You know, I I love the humor of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but the dynamic between, um, you know... um, T'Challa and Killmonger is such an interesting conflict. Um, and the world that they build in that is so, um, you know, larger than life. And uh, I think they just did such a great, great job bringing Wakanda to life. And yeah. yeah, also the action is very solid. Probably one of the better choreographed movies outside of Shang-Chi. Um, uh, I've seen it so many times because I use it for uh, school. Because yeah. I think it represents a lot of issues in society, and um, but in a very fun way and a really action-packed way, and it's just a good, great movie. So I went with Black Panther. Yeah, I went with Black Panther too. So I think we're only only have one disagreement. That's Far From Home and We're Soldiers. So we have one bracket that's slightly different. So yeah. okay, moving on. We now have Captain America: Civil War versus Marvel's The Avengers. I would go with Marvel's The Avengers. I went with that as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, we have. So this is so the way the brackets were made because I'm bad with brackets, but there's there's uh th- there ends up being three basically. You'll see what happens, but it's gonna be um, whoever wins in a bracket on one side of it is going to just go, it's going to be like three, like a three go against each other for the final. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have Avengers Endgame versus Black Panther. Avengers Endgame versus Black Panther. Oh my gosh. Uh, see, this is, this is where it goes down to Killmonger and Thanos. And I think, um, and Thanos really isn't, He's more of the villain in Infinity War than he is in Endgame, because um, he's less prominent in uh, Endgame. Um, but I would go with the better movie. Uh, I'll go Endgame. I gotta go Endgame. Yeah, I'm on Endgame. Yeah. There's nothing like it. There, there probably never will be. It's so tough because so many movies build into it. It's just hard to compare to anything. It's its own know? thing. Yeah, that's it's yeah. tricky. Okay, and then we have, for you, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, versus Thor Ragnarok. 
I would go Thor Ragnarok. All right. For me, it was Far From Home versus Ragnarok, and I chose Spider-Man Far From Home. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah. So now it's a, it's a three-way fight. Basically, they would just, I think, would become ranked at this point. But we, you have Avengers versus Endgame versus Ragnarok in your final bracket. Uh, I guess I'd go with Endgame. Okay. Uh, I think Endgame is just, uh, you know, it does, you know, Avengers does a lot of great things, but those d- dynamics and those relationships are better developed in Endgame because so many movies have come up until that point. Um, Would it be fair to say it goes Endgame, Avengers, Ragnarok? It- yes. I would yeah. say Endgame, Avengers, and Ragnarok would be my top three. Yeah. Yeah. I go with Endgame, Avengers, Far From Home in that order. So, yep. See, what's interesting is that in, in, a, in a tournament, I feel like it's very different than how I would rank them numerically. Yeah. In yeah, my yeah. head, like, there's no way for me it goes Endgame, Avengers, and then Far From Home. Like, there's definitely stuff above Far From Home for me, but that's just the way it shook out. Right, Endgame just wrecked a bunch of good movies in the process. <laughs> like, for instance, Infinity War would probably be up there. Infinity War got wrecked. Black Panther got wrecked by Endgame. Shang-Chi got wrecked by it. Um, Homecoming gets wrecked by Avengers. Uh, yeah. Civil War gets wrecked by Avengers. Um, well, I it's mean, all a matter of the Rotten Tomato scores, because it's a percentage of people that like it, not a matter of its actual score. Yeah. So it's like, if it was a... It's average score on IMDb would probably be more accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, Joe, we were pretty much about about the same wavelength for most of it. Just some of our sequels we had some disagreements on. But yeah, yeah. So, folks at home, if you kept up with that, good for you. Um, let us know what your favorite MCU movies are, um, and definitely, uh, you know, keep us. Uh, up to date on everything that you would like the show to cover like i said you can email us at 518 filmhouse at gmail.com throw a rock in my window um go and put a random cat off the street on joe's porch attach a letter to it um we should be able to uh get in contact with you and uh get the content you want on the podcast for sure um, joe is there anything you want to leave our listeners with uh before we go uh yeah just you know if you're gonna leave a cat at my door try to get one that doesn't look like it has rabies um but it's that's up to you i don't want to control you i don't want to limit you You, at at 518 film house you have unlimited potential and you're not just a medium or a small you are a large and we appreciate you 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 are a large (laughs) every single one of you thank you so much (laughs) listeners and we will catch you next time